0: What is up, party people, and welcome to a very special pop culture collective. We're going to do a quick around the horn, but I can't do it by myself. See, I need a little bit of help, and I figured if I'm going to pull in a little bit of help, I'm going to go for the big guns. I'm going to pull the big, heavy hitters. Go ahead, do your thing. Yo, what's
1: up, party people? It's me, it's me, it's Jake. Be back again right here on the PCC with my good brother, Just Jared. Jared, thanks for having me back on the PCC. It has been way too long since I've been uh, here to to chat on the PCC. Uh, I am one of the OGs, so uh, thanks for having me back, especially for this joyous occasion of the Breakers Dozen content marathon.
0: Very excited about that. Very excited to keep the content marathon rolling. Um, Very excited. I'll be doing, well, shoot, I'll be on three consecutive episodes of the content marathon as I think about it. Because a little episode as we're recording today uh, of the most lavish podcast, um, that just came out today where the podcast Prince and myself discuss all things Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, then today with the PCC as you're listening to it. And then tomorrow we'll show you may have heard of it. You may have, I'm not sure. Uh, the smoking Jays, perhaps you're familiar?
1: Yeah, I also used to be a host on that show too. I, I got to come back and uh, say hi to you guys.
0: Yeah, that, that would be nice. We would be, uh, we would be looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, I think that would only be be right, considering I'm also going to be heard this week on New Normal Wrestling, which actually dropped on Friday. Uh, It's a two-part series. We're doing New Normal Wrestling's worst draft ever. It's an annual wrestling draft that we do with myself, uh, Dr. of Kayfabe, Kayfabe Phil, and, of course, the podcast Prince, Brother Wade. Wow don't
0: want to I don't want to turn heel on new normal wrestling but uh, let's get into some pop culture
1: let's, let's talk, do it um,
0: some things. so I heard
1: you you and Wade talked about dr. strange no spoilers I have not seen yet but how was it did it live up to its expectations
0: it was very very good it was not as good as no way home but it was very very good uh, it kept up the feel of no way home um, okay. as it Ties in directly to how the movie ended. Um, and let's just say between the movie itself and the mid credit scene, um, that movie was absolute madness, but it sets up a lot for the next phase of the MCU.
1: Well, quick question. In what way was it not as good as No Way Home?
0: Um, I, it's hard to explain, um, but it definitely, it was a very excellent movie. Um, and there was a little scene in the middle with the Illuminati. Um, that's no surprise since that was all over the trailer. Um, that was probably one of the most exciting scenes in the movie, um, so it did have that similarity with No Way Home where there's certain faces you might recognize. But I don't know. It's hard to explain. But just the hype and the feel around No Way Home was just so much more. So much more.
1: Well, but still know, and, and that's crazy because, like, me personally, I've been – I'm still more excited to see Multiverse of Madness than I was for No Way Home. I mean, because I feel like Multiverse of Madness is a very pivotal point in where the MCU is going to be going as we we end Phase 4 and begin Phase 5.
0: I will agree with that. Um, It is very, very pivotal. It is very integral in the growth and progression of the characters. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like No Way Home is really... It opened up a lot of doors to help people understand the multiverse concept. Um, That's good, okay. But we really, we, we go in depth on it. Um, it was definitely, it was almost a Smoke and Jay's length
1: episode. Mm, okay. Almost,
0: it was close. I mean, you know, I definitely feel like we hold some of the records, but um, great episode, clearly, Uh, spoiler heavy, so tread lightly.
1: So don't listen to it until after I see the movie. Is what you're saying.
0: Correct. Correct. And for anyone who has not seen the movie and did not watch WandaVision, hide yourself from the internet, go watch WandaVision, (laughs) then go see the movie. Because if you have not seen one, the other will not make sense.
1: Okay, well that makes sense I do, I mean, uh, again, it's not, it's no secret, Wanda, Scarlet Witch does play a very big
0: part in Multiverse of Man what we've seen in the trailers. Correct. Just the part she was going to play threw me off From Right. The trailer to the actual movie.
1: So well, let's stay on the topic now of MCU. Let's talk about uh, Moon Knight, which was another six episode series over on Disney+, Plus, introducing a new Marvel superhero to the fold. Uh, All in all, man, I really enjoyed the series. Uh, I I knew very little of who Moon Knight was from the comics. Uh, I I do know the comics a bit. You know, my uncle is is a comic book illustrator, so I, I grew up around Marvel Comics. So I knew of the character, I knew... That the character is a schizophrenic. Uh, I didn't know there were the two. I don't want to say I didn't know there were two personalities. But I knew there were two different costumes for Moon Knight. Uh, that I have seen those images in the comics, but I feel like this that are very. This episode was solely based on character development. It wasn't about the bigger picture in the how he fits in the MCU. It was about who is Moon Knight. Here's an introduction to just a brand new character. Very similar to Shang-Chi.
0: Yes. Spot on. Um, And just, I wanted to to comment on the two personality things so badly, but go watch the series. (laughs) And I think, having watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, uh, and in case you were going to Google search it while you're watching, I did that while I was watching as well. Um, But there's only a post-credit scene on the last episode. Right. Just a heads up. Um, But uh, yeah, I'll admit I knew nothing about it. Um, I did, I did say it at one point, but I feel like it was a much better um, Disney Marvel I think I, I, what did I, the phrase I used uh, with Wade, I think it was the uh, Mickey Marvel or Marvel Mouse um, universe. Okay. It, it yep. was Marvel Mouse universe version of the mummy. The mummy was great. That's
1: a ver- very good analogy, yep.
0: Yep, so it was the Marvel Mouse version of the mummy. It was fantastic, and I really really hope that they come out with another season because i am seriously looking forward to more moon knight content
1: yeah agree. Oh, and you have to assume they're going to, especially after that that end credit scene that that uh the, the final uh after the final episode and we, we, we're going to give spoilers here so if you didn't see moon knight you might as well stop the episode here go watch it, and come back and listen because we're already a couple weeks Removed from the final episode. So let's just get right into the story. First of all, I think what really made that show is the acting by Oscar Isaac. That guy is a fucking genius. The way he was able to have conversations with himself. Playing two different, essentially the same character. But two different characters in the same scene like there was an entire episode where it was solely based around him and his split personalities i, I think that is just pure genius and, uh, and I, he, he made such a distinct what's the word like each personality was a distinct was distinctly different from the other one
0: hundred oh, percent and and the I mentioned it I think when I was talking to uh, the good brother Phil I thought it was crazy how I'm watching the show watching the show and in the very beginning it's all like the British accent and everything and I end up looking him up I thought he was a British act- actor who could turn on the American accent but it was the exact opposite. that that to me the the how smoothly he switched between the two because usually american actors struggle with the british accent uh i mean i could probably come up with about a hundred examples of american actors trying to work their way through a british accent and just failing miserably but you know you look at uh How well he switched between the two usually British actors have an easier time with that and he was just seamless I mean legitimately seamless and it was it was very impressive, I was highly impressed with that. um, How well he switched the personalities from the nervous nelly very twitchy to, you know, the the solid, like, secret agent, special forces type personality. Right. Just back and forth was was so impressive.
1: I agree. And, uh, you know, on top of that, the supporting cast was was great, too. The woman, uh, forgive me, I don't remember the actress's name, but the one who played Layla, which is his love interest in the show. She was phenomenal. Uh, you, you definitely get emotionally invested in her character early on when you first meet her in the story, because you kind of, very good job. Once she's introduced, boom, here's the story. You know, uh, you get emotionally invested early on, and then you get to see her acting skills in the final episode, when she gets the split personality, essentially. Not so much personality, but... And she becomes Scarlet Scarab. Scarlet Scarab, which is... uh, They didn't say the name Scarlet Scarab, but I know from the comics... That is who she is portraying, <clears throat> um, and, and she also have
0: the the logo on her on her dress at the end. On the dre- right, with the scarab,
1: and all. that outfit, man, is oh, fucking badass with the wings. With the yeah. wings it looks so good, and now she is also the first Egyptian superhero mm-hmm. in the MCU. Um,
0: May Halimawi,
1: by the way. That's it. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal job. Uh, you know, I have to give the MCU credit. You know, they, they get their, their casting is is far none. Yep. Um, um but, but now let's talk about the the Egyptian gods. Khonshu, what a Mary great Abraham. character! What a great character! I didn't know how I was if I was going to like the character at first, but again, it really helps to tell the story, and I like the dynamic between him and you know mark spector or steven whichever version you want to talk to Uh obviously the moon knight uh but i love the dynamic between the two of them
0: yeah and and they picked they picked some very good people to voice the respective characters uh f murray abraham i'm i mean Plenty of people are probably familiar with him without knowing it's him. Um, I mean, I, I knew him very well from watching Homeland on Showtime. He voiced Khonshu. Um, the the Tawarit, and I'm sure I could butcher this one, but Yatzil. Um, even, I mean, shoot, we also glazed over, granted he's a well-established actor, but Ethan Hawke what was it harrow right harrow yeah.
1: yeah his his character he, he was a great protagonist yep you know, and for he, the uh for the film or show
0: the the back and forth between how he had to be the regular character and then how he had to be as the imaginary psychologist within the yes. the fake mental hospital so, I highly recommend, um, and if you have not watched it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, wanted to uh, run, I, I mean, I know we always put a lot of focus on streaming network shows, especially the Disney Plus shows get a lot of love here, um, but are you a big network show watcher?
1: Network show? What 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 network show are we we talking
0: here? When I say network shows, I mean your CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox series.
1: Um, I I know before streaming became a thing, I used to be. Right. I was the guy that used to watch, you know, a lot of the cop dramas, NCIS, CSI, things like that, on CBS, NBC at the time. You know, Um, I think currently. I, I totally I'd say not so much, I think it's I think now it's just more what streaming app is it on right?
0: well, only reason I ask is because usually right around this time of year and to this year is no exception um, you always have your your respective news outlets putting out the list of uh shows that are either moving on to greener pastures or whose lives have been cut short. Um, so just glancing through, I mean, there's a lot of shows that are just ending. Um, Blackish is one of them that people have been a big fan of, and that that is taking its final bow. Um, you have This Is Us, which I know my wife watches and a lot of people purposely use when they're cutting onions. Um, that's in its final season almost wrapping up um supergirl for those who i mean never mind i was gonna say it but i know i'll get in trouble so i won't um but yes supergirl is in its final season but then there were some other surprising ones legends of tomorrow is canceled batwoman was canceled
1: i did um, see that yeah
0: mr mayor not surprisingly canceled um you have uh, Bull is in its final season, just in case you're a big fan of that. Uh, the two that I was kind of surprised about, Magnum P.I. was canceled. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, it had a, a really good renaissance in the very beginning. Um, the Legends of Tomorrow was the other one I was surprised about, but then I was scrolling on through, and I have a feeling we're going to start seeing a lot more of this Um these respective networks instead of saying all right we have to let the show go moving it to their respective streaming partners streaming
1: yeah and and, you know just to kind of hop on that topic you know like with the legends of tomorrow it's obviously a dc uh series based on dc comics i feel like hbo right now is really trying to follow the footsteps of what the mcu is doing over on disney
0: yep. and
1: really i think they saw the success they had with peacemaker and now with uh, the movie black adam coming out pretty soon starring dwayne johnson the rock mm-hmm. um i think they're really going to start utilizing that hbo max app or the streaming platform as their primary source for like in this case for, for dc series and dc films
0: I think that. Would be I, don't think, I don't think. don't think that's
1: a me. terrible idea. Yeah, I think that's a very good idea. Because then it'll allow people who have not followed it a chance to get the app, and everything is right. The entire library is right there and accessible for people right. to then go back into the archives, catch up to it, just like I did during the pandemic, you know, uh, with the MCU, and then start watching uh, all the new series or films as they as they are released.
0: Yep. And and CBS is no no exception. Uh, they're trying it out with their show Seal Team that is moving over to Paramount Plus. So I would imagine the rest of Seal Team was already on Paramount Plus. Your older seasons, but now they're moving any of the new seasons over to Paramount Plus. So I, I I wonder if that's now, me working in the cable industry, I know we're we're trying to do what we can to stay on the leading edge of a lot of these things. I'm wondering if that's how some of these network channels that have probably seen a lot of viewership dip due to streaming platforms and people kind of cutting the cords as they say, just finally saying, look, all right, we, we need to stay relevant, we need to stay, connected sell the ad revenue because at the end of the day it's about ad revenue let's start you know instead of just canceling the show let's move it to the streaming platform see if we can maybe get a few more viewers over there
1: yeah um, I mean, I'm, well let me ask you personally do you feel like network TV is eventually just going to go away
0: um i think you will see a shift away from it as a lot of your I mean, it is what it is. A lot of your older viewers um, pass on to greener pastures in life or afterlife, um, because unfortunately, you know, a lot of the the younger generations are just streaming, 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 and a lot of right. the older generations are the ones who are still continuing to watch live TV. Um, and then the in betweens, kind of like us, we are streaming and we're also watching. The network shows where D V you know we still use the D V R, all right. that stuff. So I, I think that's going to that that is eventually going to be the way that it goes.
1: Um, yeah I think I think if anything network television will become more solidified for current events and sports where streaming services might go to like more of the entertainment side of things.
0: Well at the same time, Amazon Prime has secured uh, some of the NFL assets for the 2022 season. So it's no yeah, longer I mean, just Fox, NBC, CBS, and ESPN. Right.
1: I mean, like, for, for me, I mean, I, now that I said that out loud, I'm kind of thinking back, because obviously for those, those listeners who know me from the network, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And, you know, talking about network television, I watch wrestling on USA, Fox, TBS, TNT. Also, some other channels like Access TV, which not many people get. But those are like the network shows that I watch. And all of those companies have or will be getting some kind of streaming platform. I think eventually the live television aspect for those sports might end up going to their designated. Uh, exclusive streaming platforms, too. So it's interesting. This has been a topic that I have been having with a good friend of the network, Doc Haas, since we started podcasting back in 2018 about network television and streaming services and where that's going to go. Um, I'm actually surprised that it's kind of stayed pretty steady, kind of half and half network and and streaming uh, recently. I still think, you know, in the next five to 10 years, we're going to see a vast change in in what that looks like.
0: Well, uh, you mentioned the USA Network. Um, Do you happen to know who the USA Network's parent company is? No, who? I'll give you a hint. I work for them.
1: Comcast.
0: Yep, which is the parent company of NBC Universal. So, that's it where is. you already have your wrestling content showing up on Peacock.
1: Uh, that's right, that's right. So, Because now gonna... Peacock, right, NBC Peacock owns the WWE Network. And I've said it a million times, I don't like Peacock at all. At least in terms of the WWE Network, Peacock is a terrible platform, but I digress. You're going to me a bitch about
0: that. More the than in normal wrestling. <laughs> um, let's see. A couple of other items I wanted to hit. Um, so uh, this is a fun little, little headline. Um, Pearl Jam is going to actually enlist a fan to play drums for the next couple weeks while their drummer is currently sidelined with COVID-19. uh, just from a musician standpoint what are your thoughts
1: on that i think that's a great opportunity for whoever this band may be Mm -hmm. um you know pro jam has been touring a lot lately they had a big tour scheduled in 2020 but unfortunately the pandemic kind of put that on the shelf and uh i actually got to see pro jam poof 2010-2011 uh they're still going, and it's like, and that's good. that shows that they, regardless of, of the drummer being out currently with COVID, they don't want to stop. They still want to be out there and play, because they have a huge fan base. Jim has a huge fan base, uh, but I think in terms of getting a fan to do it, I mean, they're obviously they're not just going to pick a fan and go, okay, cool, you're on the show. They're going to audition. They, You don't realize sometimes who's out there, you know, like, um. I want to say, who was it? Was it recently, it was the past couple months, Skid Row or Poison? I forget. One of those two bands is back on tour again. And their drummer uh, is no longer with them. And they, they kind of did a, uh, what the hell was that old show? Star Search type thing like on, on the internet using social right. media. Yep. To kind of find someone and it ended up being a fan sent in a video of him playing drums to one of, to a couple of their songs and they were like and they were just so amazed at the talent of this younger drummer and they're like this is the guy and they went into the studio uh, earlier this year I'd say over the past four or five months and they met him for the first time on their first studio day and I remember hearing an interview with uh, one of the guys the band and he was saying he's like you know, from the first day, you got the interview. Yeah, I not the interview. I'm sorry. The recording session, uh, it, it felt like it was just a fan. Because obviously, the, the, the drummer's he's going to be a total, total fanboy at that point. You know, he loves the band. And I here recording in the studio with his favorite band. But when it comes to the talent, you can't take that away. And the dude's talent is that, you know what? You're the guy. You're going to be perfect for the spot. So I think it's a great opportunity for whoever this band is, whether he sticks with, obviously, with this band or not, he'll find his footing somewhere, especially in an an age where being a musician and, you know, for, like, I'd say close to 18 months, there was no live music. True. You know, to have this opportunity, I think that's a huge opportunity for someone. And I probably should have mentioned this earlier, speaking of drumming, I'm actually driving to a gig, so I'm currently in my car on Zoom. Kids don't try this at home. But is my audio good, Jared?
0: It got it got a little choppy for a quick second, but other than that, you're doing pretty well, so
1: all right, good. That, that's good, good to know. Because you know, and we do anything we can to provide content for the fourth wall fam out Especially there in our in radio marathon. land.
0: Especially, Especially during, during the, the Breakers
1: marathon. Dozen content marathon.
0: Um so I figure I'll, I'll hitch it with hitch it with one more, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna have to save some more morsels for the next content marathon episode of the PCC.
1: Um, that is right.
0: This uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. This is uh, still a shit show, huh?
1: Yeah, shit show. Uh, pun intended. Yep. Uh, I don't really even need to know much details about. What it is i mean i know it was an abusive relationship uh, amber heard is a complete psycho um yes. but it's a fucking joke her her lawyer amber heard's lawyer is a complete clown i don't even know how yeah i don't even know how it has made it this far and the judges didn't fucking weeks ago go, all right, this this. I'm just tired of this, unless, unless they're doing it for the complete humor of it all. But, um, yeah, dude, I mean, Johnny Depp's gonna come out better than ever after this whole thing is done and over with. Um, people can see that she is completely psychotic, and Johnny Depp was the victim through this entire thing.
0: I honestly and truly believe that something is wrong, and I think. Hopefully, after all of this, someone in her camp will realize and just get her the help that she very clearly needs. Because... Yeah. God. It's it's scary. It's... um I do know that she's putting on a hell of an acting job. I don't know if you saw it, but there's a video of one point where, I guess, as she's coming off the stand, he was... I guess maybe they had called him back to the stand. And mm. obviously there's you know, law enforcement officers and stuff in there. So things aren't going to get out of hand. Um, but she's walking off the stand as he's walking up and she sees him. And there's like a second hesitation. And then she does this fake jump act Like, Oh God, I'm so scared. Like.
1: I know. I, I, I saw that video pop up and, and plenty of memes to follow, but uh, she up. is, it's so, it's such a waste of people's time, man. It really is. I don't know, even know what she thought she was going to get out of this. I mean, she can't even keep her own story straight. It's, it's a complete clusterfuck is what it is. And I hope that after all is said and done, Johnny Depp gets casted to play a part in the MCU somewhere. Johnny Depp should be the new Wolverine.
0: I Wow that would be interesting. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. right. That, that that's my
0: hot take. I would love to see him as I don't know, some form of the watcher or some sort of mm. we need we need like that comic relief that he always provided as Jack Sparrow. Right. Um I I I feel for him having to go through this and I I really like I said I hope when it's all over with, that she does end up getting the help that she clearly subconsciously is
1: screaming for. Cause, yeah. Oof. That's uh. Pretty sad. Something. It's pretty sad. Um, well, listen, but well, hold on before we before we sign off. And this was fun, by the way, just sorry. Jared. Um, do you want to know what else is pretty fucking sad? What's that? They took away the goddamn plastic bags to the grocery store. Uh, I I, I, just went, I just went into a quick check right to do my usual pre-gig ritual. As I mentioned, I'm on the way to a gig right now. So I got to get my two Red Bull, my two Gatorades, and my foot-long sub. Mm-hmm. So I eat half before, half later. I had to carry all this shit in my hands out to my car. I'm literally standing at the counter looking at this guy, looking at the drinks and my stuff on the counter, looking back at him, and then going, oh, yeah, there's no plastic bags. Whoopsies. Now, most people... See, I'm actually curious. What percentage of the population, before this happened, already had their reusable bags? I know like my my, my mother loves reusable bags, so she always had them, but I'm curious to see what the percentage of the population already had reusable bags, because I was never that guy, and right now, I think anyone who's complaining about the whole no plastic bag thing is just kind of in that it's new, so we're going to complain about it phase, until eventually we all go, fuck, I was going to go buy myself some reusable bags.
0: Kind of like you don't have the bag full of bags in your house.
1: I don't have a bag full of bags, or a compartment in my car where I store said reusable bags, so I have them with me at all times. I don't have that. So, but I, I feel like this is this is similar. I'm going to compare this to the very beginning of quarantine when the mask mandate was brand new. Nobody wanted to wear a mask. It was new. I don't have to wear a mask until everyone eventually did and it became second nature. So right now, I know we're still in that stage where it's still new, it's still fresh, I'm still butthurt about it. Clearly. I'll eventually get over get over it, but as of today, I felt the need to complain about it on this platform right here on, on our on the podcast, the Pop Culture Collective, part of the Fourth World Pop Network during the Breakers Dozen content marathon. Well, I, I, I
0: feel your pain. Um, I had to pick up some supplies in target undershirts, t-shirts, stuff like that, and I didn't realize it. And I walked up to the register. I scanned it, I scanned it, I scanned it, I scanned it, and I looked down and I went, damn, I didn't even walk in with a bag in hand to them. Yeah.
1: At that point you have to pull the bottom of your shirt out, put everything you bought in your shirt and just carry and, and then pull your shirt up and over so your belly hangs out, but yet you're carrying all the shit you just purchased in your shirt.
0: I See? just carry it like a small infant. I know that's probably oh my the correct way to do it, but you know, that's it's what I have to do.
1: And But hey, you know what? But at least you're you're carrying the items out right? And then the worst part is you get to your car. Now what do you do? Now my hands are full. I was going to drop the shit on the floor in the parking lot? That's the pain of the ass. Next time we talk, John, I'm probably going to have reusable bags. But I felt the need to complain about it now because twice it happened to me. It fucked me this week. Well,
0: you need to do it. You just need to bite the bullet and just get it over with
1: has to happen
0: you don't have a choice I'm sorry well sir it it was a pleasure Um, and I would love if you would be perhaps available to join next week as well and you can update us on your search for reusable bags (laughs) Uh,
1: I'll have to see uh, if I could pencil you in
0: I don't know pencils aren't reusable maybe pen because you could refill the ink
1: I think Consum- that.
0: Consumable. I don't know. I was just going with the same team. Um, it also gives you a week to get on the pony and watch Doctor Strange and the
1: Multiverse of Madness. Yes, I'm, I'm hoping that I can make that happen uh, over the next week. Um, I'll have to find some time and between my gigs and also going to the Met game on Monday with my, my with work, a little workout and going to City Field on Monday. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, we have we have our own private box and everything. Yeah. Just saying.
0: Enjoy that. Living lavishly,
1: like our good brother Wade Ilson would say, living lavishly.
0: I see what you did there.
1: I see what you what did, I did there. there.
0: Um well until then, uh ladies, gents, and people of all genders, um please enjoy the rest of the content marathon. Um if you've missed any episodes, please go back and check them out. We've had pop sports shorts. Uh, we had a network exclusive with Mr. Joe Shrek. Um, we did have a little new normal wrestling, perhaps some most lavish podcasting. Um, so please go back, check that out. Look forward to some more additional content coming out in the content marathon. Um, check out our Linktree link and the link below the link on the link um, to see how you can follow the network, how you can learn more about the network, perhaps subscribe and support the network uh, for still way less than a gallon of gas, unfortunately. And uh, just follow us, check out everything. You know give us give us some feedback. Tell us what you as the listener want to hear. So until then, uh, I am just Jared.
1: I'm Johnny Bones.
0: Why don't you take us on out, sir? Let us have it.
1: All right, cool. While you're there, make sure you follow uh, PCC on social media, at PCCollectivePod, on Twitter and on Instagram. So on behalf of Jess, Sharon, and the rest of us here on the Fourth Wall fam, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until next time, see what I'm looking at you.